And welcome to the Chai's Podcast, episode seven? Yeah, episode <laughs> seven, wow. <laughs> episode seven, week three, here we go. Already got the Thursday night game in the books. You know, we got the NFL out of field day with the facial hair versus facial hair. <laughs> yeah, um, you think they use that enough? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, they were, they were really on that. Um, and, you know, the beard came out on top. The full face came out on top. Yeah, were you surprised by that? I mean, they won 31 to 13. It was a pretty lopsided game. Yeah, I was a little bit. I I thought the thought the Jags were were going to come out a little stronger. Is the you know, missing DJ Chark? I think was a lot lot bigger than than people expected. Mm-hmm. Me me included. I, I I was high on Chark and I liked Chark, but I guess I didn't really when he went down think that it was going to impact the Jaguars as much as I feel like it did. They didn't have him stretching the field and. And that changed it up a little bit. Um, they, yeah, I mean, they got bested by by the Dolphins yeah. on Thursday night. I mean, you saw Chris Conley take uh, DJ Chark's place, and it's just pretty terrible. <laughs> he kind of looked like shit. So, yeah, I mean, Chark is really important on that offense, and without him, their passing game kind of looked pretty bad. But didn't seem to stop. J. Rob, the man James Robinson. Yeah, the the, the storyline of the night, James Robinson, the undrafted free agent. We we were, you know, tooting our own horn a little bit right afterwards because I don't know if you listened to our, our week two recap, but we we were high on Robinson. We said, you know, you should be buying him, you should not be selling him. We I'll, I'll say the stat again, but right before that game, I saw you know CBS tweet out that James Robinson was the most traded player, which means you know traded for, trade traded away, either way, mm-hmm. but. Uh, we made a we made a point to say you know hold on to him. This isn't the time to sell him. This is kind of you know looks like it's it's going to increase even more. Austin's been on him for for weeks. Austin thought he was going to hit. So kudos kudos to you. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like his value is really really high now. Didn't think it could get higher, but would you trade him at this point? You could probably no, get some I, really good returns. Yeah, I still don't think I would. I mean, it would depend. It would. You know, depend on the trade. Everyone has their price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever anybody approaches you about any trade, and they're like, they go, well, you know, you're, you're not going to trade this guy, and you're not going to trade this guy. So, it's like, who says? I mean, for, yeah. for any price, I'm willing to, I'm willing to part with somebody. No so, doubt. yeah, every, oh, yeah, every man has his price. But I think James Robinson's price, you know, that's literally word for word. I believe that we said on the podcast here last week, earlier this week, was that, you know, his, his price was probably the lowest it was going to be. And that was coming off, you know, 16 carries, 100-plus yards. And that, that was still the lowest I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. then now, you know, the biggest thing from Thursday night was the passing down work. And, you know, now he's shown yeah, he's a three-down back. He got all the all the red zone work pretty much. And, I mean, what, what else is there that, you, that we <laughs> need to see from him? He looks like – I mean, as long as they keep giving him the touches, which it looks like is going to continue based on how he's playing, you don't – I mean, Chris Thompson came on the field. Chris Thompson cut in a little bit. Not enough to you know to hurt James Robinson's 30, 30 spot yeah. in fantasy, but yeah, he seemed to really lock down that that number one spot for them. Yeah, no, that was, that was an interesting game. Fitzpatrick, you know, just talk about the Miami side. They're they're the ones mm-hmm. who actually won this game, and and Fitzpatrick was really efficient. And they, you know, Miles Gaskin looking like yeah, Miles Gaskin like looked he's really legit. good. I think he had twenty seven total touches in that game, which is which is significant for sure. I mean, we also talked about him on that week two recap. We were. Uh, I guess yeah, I'll use kind confused. of dismissive, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why, why pick up Miles Gaskin? But yeah, he looked explosive and seems to be their guy. 
Jordan Howard, can you get like less points with a touchdown on your stat line than Jordan Howard? I think he's gotten like three straight games with like six points in fantasy. Yeah, he's, I mean, that's, that's literally all he's doing at this point. We, we were dismissive. And I mean, as much as, you know, we'll toot our own horn for James Robinson, I mean, we'll take credit for saying that I wasn't really sold on the Miles Gaskin thing mm-hmm. and I wasn't sold on his role. I wasn't sold on what was happening there. I wouldn't even say that I wasn't sold, actually. I would just say that I was confused. And now I think that brought some clarity, at least, yeah. moving forward. I almost feel like, you know, the second we get some clarity, they're going to come back and fuck us the other right. way. Jordan Howard. <laughs> Matt Breed is going to get involved, be involved again. again. But for right now, I mean, Miles Gaskin looks legit. I mean, he's – he also looks good. I mean, him mm-hmm. and James Robinson both look the part. They're not guys that were getting touches in your – I mean, at least on Thursday night, where you were curious to why is this guy on the field, they both look legit. So I, I think at this point, you have to kind of trust both of them and see where it goes. Yeah, full agreement there. All right, do you want to uh, start getting into these week three games? Yeah, yeah. So we got a full slate, uh, you know, excluding the Thursday night game, of course. So we got those two out of the way, which are which are typically two teams, you know, no one's too excited to talk about anyway. So it's the epitome of a Thursday night game. <laughs> it's not going to be as bad as next Thursday. The next Thursday is the Broncos and the Jets. Oh, it's my the, God. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I mean, That's I see awful. people out there saying, like, why would I even watch it? It's football, so we'll all be watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll but, watch it no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but it couldn't get worse. I mean, if especially as, assuming Drew Locke's going to be out still. It's mm-hmm. like the injury bowl. I mean, Drew Locke's going to be out. Sutton will be out. Von Miller, you know, has already been out for the season. The Jets have their whole, you know, receiving core down. We're down to Chris Hogan and Braxton Berry. I don't even know who they're going to use for, you know, the promos on, on Thursday right. night. It's I guess be, Sam Darnold. I guess, I guess it's going to be Darnold's show. They're going to have to give, you know, some shine to Chris Herndon. I guess he's the only, like, really active player. Frank Gore. It's going to be Frank Gore. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Frank Gore is going to be the theme. Old reliable. Mr. Mr. 20 touches, he'll, he'll be the yep. theme. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's move on to the to the Sunday games. You got the ten o'clock. There's only five ten o'clock games this week. Seems yeah, a lot of lot of a uh, lot of five o'clocks or four o'clocks this week. But yeah, oh, let's start with no, the... I'm not I'm not right about that. There's a there's a bunch more. I was just looking at <laughs> fucking NFL.com. Yeah, we got we got eight of them at the ten o'clock. That's why I was so confused. I thought that's a weird slate. We've right. got eight, eight of them at, at uh, the 10 o'clocks on the West Coast, one o'clock on the East Coast. So we'll start here with the Texans at Steelers, 0-2 against 2-0. and you know, Texans are coming in 0-2. Definitely need the W here. Steelers are coming in 2-0, looking pretty strong, looking like they're bouncing back with Big Ben. We'll start off, I guess, who are you picking in this game? Well, Texans have had probably the hardest start to the season going up against Kansas City and then Baltimore. So, I'm. Uh, I feel like something's got to kind of give for them, but Steelers defense is pretty incredible and got to be one of the tops in the league. So I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers at home. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers too. We'll just pick these without the spread, just to kind of get get through all these. And yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick, pick Pittsburgh. I just I think Houston's still trying to find their identity and kind of figure out what they're doing on offense. And yeah, they're, <laughs> they're really missing Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, their, their defense is, is, is struggling for sure, but more so, I mean, I just don't think, you know, their offense really has much much of an identity. And that'll bring us into the start and the sits. Um, I do have some of these Houston guys back on, back on my sit again for the second week in a row. 
I, I don't, you know, I don't feel as great about, about Deshaun Watson in this passing game. I definitely don't feel, feel great about David Johnson in the yeah. rushing game here. I'm, I'm sitting David Johnson. I think that you will have better options than, than DJ this week and, and save him, you know, for some, for some better matchups in the future. But I'm sitting David Johnson. I'm probably sitting Deshaun Watson if I have a better option. You know, you might not, and you know, I don't think he's going to be a disaster out there. But it's it's not a great mm-hmm. matchup. And then I'm really I'm not starting any of the Houston receivers. So I'll just I'll just get that off the bat there. What are your feelings on Houston? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't start any of them either. The way the Steelers' defense has been looking and their offense, I feel like they can just kind of do what they want in this game. Uh, David Johnson, I was I was pretty high on him after that Week One game, but it's really starting to uh, to fade in my eyes personally. Um, on the Steelers' side of the ball, I'm I'm really into Big Ben. I think he's he's back. Their offense is looks pretty sick. I mean, Ebron, Deontay Johnson looks like a wide receiver one. Juju's an amazing slot receiver. Chase Claypool's coming up, and uh, it doesn't matter who they start at running back. They're going to churn out hundred plus yards. So I'm, I'm firing for the Steelers. Uh, yeah. Deshaun, he's, he's going to get his stats, but if I had to pick a quarterback in this game to start, I'd go with Roethlisberger. Yeah. Would you start Roethlisberger over, over Deshaun if you had both of them this week, just based on that matchup? I would. Yeah. I think uh, he's just going to have a tough time getting anything going. Against Especially with, defense. with the quarterbacks, you know, these past couple of years and they, you know, there's so much scoring in the NFL these days. And it's really, if, you know, if you like one of these quarterbacks, you know, more than, more than the other guy, there's a good chance that you know, even, even with Deshaun Watson, you know, being the big name and being the big time player that, you know, if he just doesn't have the great matchup, it's, you know, these quarterbacks typically are putting up, you know, 15 to 25 to maybe, you know, the higher end guys putting up a little more. But, you know, if you just feel better about a matchup, I don't think that's uh, ill-advised. And then, yeah, on the Pittsburgh side, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger is a good start this week. I think that James Conner is a pretty solid start this week as long as things, you know, continue how they did last week with him getting the majority of the touches, which I feel like he will. Deontay Johnson coming off 13 targets in week two. I think he's somebody who you should be trying to get in your lineup. Mm-hmm. it's, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that you're probably were trying to work in these first couple of weeks where I think, you know, now he's, he's really solidified a, a spot. I think you should really be trying to find space for him. Juju, you know, he's, he's going to be a starter. He's going to be someone that you start on. I'm equally as excited about him. I, I don't know. I, I think Deontay and Juju are, are really becoming closer here. I don't, I don't really know that one is completely superseding the other. So, I think mm-hmm. you're starting both Deontay and Juju. You're starting James Conner. You're starting Ben Roethlisberger. Fire him up against Houston. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Deontay, ton of hype coming into the season, and he's definitely looking legit. So he seems like a guy you can just kind of set and forget in my eyes. Cool. And what about the defenses here? Would you start any of the defenses or stream any either of the defenses? Yeah, I mean, Steelers defense, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree are pretty sick combo. Cameron Hayward and Minka, they're, they're loaded on defense, and – I could see them causing a few turnovers. And it would be criminal for us not to go over the fact that there are three Watt brothers <laughs> playing in this game. If you, yep. if you heard it here now, you're going to hear it about <laughs> 50 hear it more times on times. Sunday. You know, they're going to have all three of the Watts taking pictures together, you know, doing, doing the whole brother thing. They, the NFL really gets off on that. So it, it'll be cool. You know, three brothers in a game. You know, we, we saw it last year with the Edmonds brothers. But this, this one will be special. <laughs> yeah, it'll <laughs> be Watt, cool. The Watts are more, the Watts are more relevant. For sure. Yeah. I saw I a funny know. I saw a funny interview with him today already. So it's it's already heat. 
Oh, for sure. I feel and, like I'm going to get sick of it after <laughs> like the second oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. You can, over under a uh, Watts mom, three, three and a half times they show her. <laughs> I'm going to say over for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the Watt, the Watt parent situation. Oh yeah. Well, they won't, she won't be there. We got no fans. Oh yeah. Well, they'll do like a virtual thing. That's home, true. Probably. That's true. They'll probably have a zoom set up. And we'll move on here to the Bengals at the Eagles. Uh, this one's a huge you know, battle, battle of the 0-2. Mm-hmm. Both, both need a win here. Both, you know, trying trying to find their way a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll start kind of the same theme here. I guess we'll, we'll pick, our, pick our winner. I'm going to have to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to bounce back. I think, you know, they've heard, they've heard enough. This is what we're looking for, man. Eagles just want that underdog mantra. We're bringing yeah. out the dog masks. We're playing <laughs> dreams and nightmares. Bump the meek middle. We're coming out and we're bouncing back. How awesome would it be if Carson Wentz just like walks out of the tunnel with the backwards hat tomorrow? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> just sticking a finger out to to Colin Cowherd. Fuck Colin that is Cowherd. so that's so fucking funny. <laughs> just going off with the backwards hat talk. <laughs> I won't but even yeah. get into that. But, yeah, my pick's going to be the Eagles. <laughs> We're bouncing yeah. back. What do you when think? You, when you look at these 0-2 teams, it seems like Eagles had playoff aspirations this year. This is a make-or-break moment for them where the Bengals are still kind of riding it out and still figuring out how to win. Uh, Miles Sanders looked really good last week, and I think they're going to kind of ride him to a victory. Okay, so we got bo- both of us are on the Eagles here winning this game. I pray that that's, that's right. You know, it's it's, it's – <laughs> This is something maybe the Bengals could have been expecting, you know, coming in with the number one pick is, is inspiring mm-hmm. as Burroughs Ben, you know, being 0-2 wasn't the biggest surprise. But for the Eagles, I am I am surprised. And this is, you know, we're, they're a team that Austin said, you know, we, we were kind of expecting them to be in, in the playoffs or at least competing for it. So, you know, starting 0-3 would be, would be a rough start. And going to more of the fantasy perspective here, um, I don't know. Really, if I'm, if I'm starting Joe Mixon this week, I, I was really fired up about him last week. I, I don't know that you know he's going to have a lot of time. I think that the Eagles are, you know, going to be able to win that that battle on, in the line of scrimmage there with, with Eagles defensive line. You know, against that Bengals offensive line, the Bengals offensive line has struggled early on. I I'm getting you know more and more into into Burrow. I was high on him starting this season. I said he's going to be a top five or top top fifteen quarterback. And I still feel like he is. I think he's, you know, been awesome. But I wouldn't start him this week. I'm, I'm kind of waiting it out. I'm going to use him in some better matchups. Joe Mixon, you know, somebody that people are going to be really mm, conflicted about. You yeah. know, he, he, you know, in PPR leagues, he still scored like 12-plus last week. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, you know, the way you expected it. And like I just said, I think the Eagles, you know, their strong point is going to be their defensive line. So, We'll see if Joe Mixon can get going. I am still starting Mixon, and you know, I'd like to hear kind of your take on the on the wide receivers here with you know all the receiving options we add in Drew Sample too. But AJ Green, Drew Sample, Tyler Boyd, are you, you feeling good about starting them this week? Yeah, I think Boyd. He's got another kind of difficult matchup with the uh, Nicole Roby Coleman, who came to the Eagles this off season. But I, I like their connection that they've been establishing. I think Boyd's going to be a good start going forward. Uh, yeah. He had the toughest matchup of the year, week one. First well, looking at, looking at last week, too, I mean, Roby Coleman, unfortunately, got just burned by Cooper Cup. We talked about it on that last Ooh. podcast. Cooper, Cooper Cup graded out as the best receiver last week, and that was, you know, at the hand of Roby Coleman, who just could not keep up with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be, could be a good Tyler Boyd week. 
Yeah, AJ Green, I mean, he's probably going to get Darius Slay covering him most of the game. So, tougher matchup there. Drew Sample, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are picking him as like a low-key start this week uh, with the Eagles giving up three touchdowns to uh, Tyler Higby last week. I'm not I'm not really sold on him. I, I'm not going to start him personally. Yeah, I'm going to – yeah, I think I'll go Burrow, no, Mixon, yes, Boyd, probably a flex play. And, I, yeah, I'd probably sit out A.J. Green and Drew Sample this week. Moving on to the Eagles side. Yeah, I mean, their receiving core is banged up. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see. on You know, even with the great matchup for Carson Wentz this week, I think that it is it is a solid matchup. I think the Eagles are going to be more so trying to establish the run game, move through Miles Sanders, and move through their running backs. And I think that they are going to, you know, have some, some positive uh, – you know, results doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that Carson Wentz is going to be asked to do too much. I think if the Eagles are smart right now, the way Carson's playing, you better try and keep it out of his hands for yeah. at least a little bit, make make things easy on him. And, J, J, you know, Jalen Rieger went down. He's he's out for, uh, you know, an un, un – what's the word I'm looking for here? Undecided amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. so we're not, we're not sure yet how long he's going to be out. But, you know, Ertz I would probably wait on this week. Miles Sanders is – Probably one of the, the stronger starts this week based on his, his usage last week and his return and then the matchup against Cincy. Eagles receivers, I'm, I'm not starting any of them unless it's maybe Deshaun Jackson and, you know, DFS or something. But Zach Ertz yeah. and Dallas Goddard, I think I'm starting both of them. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I think both of them are going to have a really nice matchup. I think both of them are worthy of starting, um, especially Goddard. I think he's going to just keep up that good run he's been going on. And – Eagles really just going to get back to their identity with their two tight ends first and running the ball. Uh, I, I just think they should kind of do what the Browns did last week against the Bengals and just kind of don't, don't make your quarterback do too much. Just establish the run with your playmaker and then it'll kind of just work from there. Maybe get a big play to Deshaun, like you mentioned. Uh, that, that seems like a winning strategy. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's the way I see it too. So it looks like from the Eagles side, we're, we're recommending, you know, both both the tight ends in your lineups if you have them. Miles Sanders in your lineup for sure. None of the Eagles receivers. And, you know, maybe waiting another week on Carson Wentz to see how this turns out. Mm-hmm. And we're moving on to the 49ers at the New York Giants. One and one Niners playing against the 0-2 Giants. A lot of injuries in this one. You know, you got Nick Mullins starting at quarterback for the Niners. George Kittle ruled out. Yeah, their whole offense is pretty much out. Both starting running backs mm-hmm. ruled out. Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. You know, the receiving core still banged up from the Giants' side. Sterling Shepard put on the IR, obviously, last week. Saquon Barkley out for the season. You know, the injury bug hit this one hard. So, what are you, what are you picking in this one? I know a lot of people this week are – Thinking there might be an upset here. Thinking yeah, the Giants might pull it off. It totally could be a, a sleepy, a sleeper pick for the Giants. Um, I'm not buying it. I just think Kyle Shanahan's too good of a coach to to lose this one. I just think the Giants' defense is pretty, pretty ass. <laughs> to put it one way, um, I'm I'm kind of excited for Brandon Ayuk on the Niners. He was their uh, first round pick this past draft and he's coming back he started to get involved in their offense last week and they're just desperate for weapons so it seems like Jared uh Jared McKinnon and Brandon Ayuk would be the guys for me on the Niners side yeah I'm gonna take the Niners in this one too I think they're kind of the same thing that you said I, I think the Niners are kind of one of those teams right and they've 
made an effort to keep Nick Mullins. They have Jordan Reed mm-hmm. stepping in for Kittle. I think they have, you know, a decent backup situation in the running back room with Jeff Wilson, someone they're familiar with, and Jarek McKinnon, you know, who, who they were already using the first couple of weeks, so maybe his role just expands. And, there, you know, there's not many, too many fantasy-relevant guys in this game for me. I think that Jarek McKinnon is worth maybe a flex play at, at – at best, we'll see kind of how his touches work out. I saw in an interview with Trent Williams, their tackle, and he was talking about working out with McKinnon this offseason and said, you know, he has no uh, worry that McKinnon can handle a lot more work. He thinks, you know, he was just talking about how hard the guy works and how you know, he's in great shape and he can handle this. I'm a little skeptical to see yeah. that. I don't know <laughs> I'm how very much. very skeptical. Yeah, I don't know how much that's going to that's gonna be the case. I think Jeff Wilson, as you know, I'm sure you'll hear everywhere, is probably going to, get in the red zone work that's what pretty much everybody's anticipating so mm-hmm. Mixon's a risky flex play but high upside for sure I, I'm personally I'm not really into starting any of the the Niners receivers unless you're maybe in you know something really really a deep league or you need somebody like you know Kendrick Bourne to step in yeah Kendrick I, Bourne too that could be a nice pickup yeah and uh Jordan Reed I think should be somebody who's probably started in a lot of leagues you know if you had Kittle and you're just trying to find somebody like going off of another game we were talking about with you know, Cincinnati and Drew Sample, if you have, you know, two guys that you picked up off the waiver wire or two guys that were available, I'd probably grab Jordan Reed. It looks like he's just – looks like this offense, you know, kind of based off last week and how Jordan Reed was used with, with Kid allowed. He scored two touchdowns at seven catches, 50 yards. So the tight end's an important position in the Niners' offense. So I, I would feel actually pretty comfortable starting Jordan Reed and going over to the Giants' side. Yeah, I don't – I'm not really into – like uh, Evan Ingram specifically, the Niners, they still have their uh, linebacking core is pretty stout. Seems like a kind of an out matchup for me. Yeah, I don't love Evan Ingram this week either. Daniel Jones is maybe a sneaky play, but I think maybe you have some other, some other options. I wouldn't put him in like my top 12 quarterbacks this week, so you probably don't need to, don't need to fire up Daniel Jones this week. And I'm not starting any of the running backs until we see how this thing shakes out with Devontae Freeman and Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis. I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, starting any of them. And when it comes to the wide receiver room, I think, you know, we were kind of both talking about it. I think Darius Slayton's probably the biggest benefactor from, you know, Sterling Shepard being out, a matchup mm-hmm. with the Niners who are, you know, a little bit banged up in the secondary. Richard Sherman's going to be out. He's going to see a lot of Emmanuel Mosley probably on, you know, whichever side he's lining up. And I think Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones have a good connection. So he's, he's somebody that, again, I would kind of say is maybe a flex play or, you know, a low wide receiver too this week. He has got a bunch of big playability, so we'll see yeah. if that pops up. But really in this game, you know, not not too much fantasy relevance. No, you know, home runs, I don't think, from, from either side. Yeah, Slayton seems like the play for me. He's he's proven to be just a, a stud receiver, and him and Jones, like you said, have a really good connection. Could be a really good, cheap daily fantasy op- option this week. Um, I'm pretty curious to see how Jones uses his legs without uh, Saquon. Because he definitely proved last year he's a pretty capable runner and can get in the end zone. So it'll be it'll be something to, to check out going forward. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move on to this next one. We get the Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots. Oh, Raiders are coming in. Raiders are coming in two and zero against the one and one Patriots. Who would have thought? You know, right. kind of saying that, having that sentence come out of our mouths. But <laughs> I, you know, this one this one's got some some nice fantasy relevance in it for sure. I mean, some guys that are have interesting matchups that are coming off, you know, I would say right away. We're talking about Darren Waller for, for me at least. Yeah. Coming, off, coming off a huge matchup. Huge now, week. 
coming into New England, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to pick the Patriots this week. And, you know, I, <laughs> if, if I'm bitten the ass again, betting against the Raiders, then, you know, maybe, maybe I'll come to my wits on them. I, I think last week was a great game on Monday night, great win for the Raiders. But going off of the Saints, beating them, and then having to go in and play the Patriots, it's a tough back-to-back. I think the Patriots are going to get the best from here coming off their tough loss in week two. So that's kind of the that, that's my prediction on the game, and I think Darren Waller is really the storyline and kind of how he's going to be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the Raiders' offensive line is a little bit banged up. Josh Jacobs didn't have quite as good of a game week two as he did week one. I think it's going to be a little bit more of that. I just think the Patriots, obviously, Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. He's one of the best at shutting out uh, opposing teams' best players, and I think it's going to be a tough game for uh, the Raiders. I think the Patriots are going to – it's going to be close, though. I think a lot of people are expecting the Patriots because they're just the Patriots and the Raiders are the Raiders. They're going to run away with it. But Raiders are a legit team, and it's going to be a close game. But I'd have to pick the Patriots, too. Yeah, and a couple of those Raiders are coming in a little bit banged up. You know, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller didn't you know fully practice this week. I don't know if that was – just semi-precautionary. It looks like they're both – they're going to be suiting up, but, you know, you don't love when they're they, – they gave it all on Monday night against against uh, New Orleans. And so I, that's kind of my thought is just going back-to-back against those tough teams. It wouldn't – not even just, you know, being skeptic, skeptical of the Raiders, but any team going off, you know, the Saints or the Patriots is tough. And it's it's a lot a lot of work to game plan for both, both those opponents. And going in sort of the fantasy perspective, I'm not starting Derek Carr – uh, I just, you know, I, I don't think that he needs to be in your lineup this week. If if he surprises, that's great. I just, I, I wouldn't start him. Josh Jacobs, you're going to start him. You know, he's mm. he's probably your RB1, maybe, you know, your high-end running back too. But he, you're going to start him. I, I agree with Austin, though. I think that I wouldn't be expecting, you know, a monster week out of him. Again, if, if that happens, I'll have to bite the bullet on it. But I'm, I'm not expecting a huge week from him. You know, he, he's going to get the ball. He's going to be getting enough volume. Hopefully he gets some catches. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see with that. And with Darren Waller, you know, he's coming off, what was it, 13 catches? Yeah, yeah. yeah like 16 targets. So, Darren Waller is somebody, again, you're, you're putting back in your lineup. And right now in the consensus, he's ranked as the number four tight end. So, people have him high. That's kind of where he was at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I think you have to keep him in your lineup with the kind of target share he's he's getting there yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if we're saying they're gonna kind of focus on Josh Jacobs, it looks like uh, in my at least in my eyes, Darren Waller is gonna be a huge part of this game plan and probably get close to ten catches again. So to yeah. me, he's a lock pretty much every week. He just seems to be a huge part of the Raiders' offense. Who don't really they don't throw deep ever. They don't really look to the receivers that much. It's basically Jacobson. And uh, Waller. Yeah, I'm not expecting a huge, a huge week from Waller, but I, yeah, you're gonna have to keep him in your lineups based on based on what he's done. And the Raiders receivers, I think, we're both probably on the same page. I'm not starting any of them this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm not starting any of them. And, you know, Henry Ruggs is intriguing, and his usage has been intriguing. He's he's also dealing with dealing with a couple injuries. I think Henry Ruggs might have even been ruled out at this point. So he let me check that real quick. Yeah, I'm not seeing him on the injury report. Uh, but going to the Patriots, I mean, their running back room is its definitely in question now. James White, we were just talking. Who knows if he even comes back this season? And Sony Michelle is just Mr. 
blah. Just <laughs> I don't think he's ever averaged over four yards a carry in a season. So really not a lot of good options on the Patriots' backfield, except for Cam Newton. We've been kind of preaching he's their RB1 mm-hmm. and should really put up another good rushing game. That's kind just of why to, I'm thinking they're going to win. Just to touch on that one, just Henry Ruggs already was ruled out. So uh, that'll be interesting in terms of kind of how the, the Patriots are going to defend the Raiders. Henry Ruggs, you know, regardless of kind of his fantasy points that he's put up, he's been a field stretcher for the Raiders. It's opened up a lot of things underneath for Darren Waller and, you know, the running game. And he's, he's a threat every time, you know. So he's a threat every time he's in the field, the ability that he has and how, you know, the speed that he has. So him being out, we'll see how that affects, affects the Raiders, you know, directly or indirectly. And sorry, to get back to kind of what you're saying about the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could just talk about Ruggs again more, but this Raiders matchup, I mean, I'm kind of thinking even more to it. The Patriots' strong suit is their secondary. Obviously, they have the reigning defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore and another really great corner in J.C. Jackson. So it kind of fits the Raiders' game plan to just kind of feed it to Waller and run it with Jacobs a ton. Um, So I don't think Ruggs going down really hurts too much. I don't think he was going to be that big of a, a focal point in their offense this week anyways. Yeah. Okay. And we'll move, moving over to the Patriots. I think that, you know, you were already talking about Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton should be in everybody's lineups at this point, you know, with his rushing ability, the way that they use him around the goal line and then the red zone. So Cam Newton yeah. should be in. I think that's I mean, pretty Raiders much. defense isn't, isn't that great either. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all from the Patriots side for me, though. I, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Edelman, I, I would start Edelman this week, depending on kind of what other receivers you have. But after what he did last week, it looks like him and Cam are building up some good chemistry. Nikhil Harry had a, had a big week last week, you know, a bunch, bunch of targets. A lot more than we really ever seen Nikhil Harry be involved. That was kind of a game that became a shootout. I don't really know if yeah. I see the same thing happening in this one. I don't either. So, I think it's going to be way more run heavy than yeah. last week. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm not starting any of the Patriots running backs. I mean, Edelman would be the only receiver that I'm really looking to. And I don't really need to talk about any of the Patriots tight ends. So what about any of the defenses in that one? Would you start either of them? Uh, I mean, I do think it'll be a low scoring game. I'd probably pick the under on this one is going to be a lot of running and little, little throws. I, I personally wouldn't, I, I wouldn't start the Raiders defense. I just don't think they have a ton of playmakers and Patriots. I mean, you could, you could maybe squeak out an interception from Carr, but he's been looking really efficient, not turning the ball over much. And I just think it's going to be a pretty safe and low scoring game. So I, I would right. kind of move away from these defenses and moving on to the Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. 2-0 Titans going into Minnesota to play the 0-2 Vikings. Two teams coming off, you know, polar polar opposite starts to their season. Tennessee has been looking strong, and the Vikings are, are looking like a mess. I feel like the Vikings are – I feel like the Vikings are already, like, you know, in midseason, like 0-5 and, and or something. I feel <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're in they're the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes now. Already. Yeah, I think they, they really should be starting to kind of figure out what they're doing future right <laughs> things right. have really turned south quickly for minnesota um and yeah i wasn't really expecting that much from him this year but for them to look as bad as they have it's, it's been tough. yeah but just just based on kind of where they've been these past couple of years i feel like i wasn't expecting them to be great either but they, they have been a team that's been competitive the past couple of seasons mm-hmm. and now and they have the big quarterback contract they have you know all these other things that they've added and 
it just doesn't seem to be doing the trick. So they seem like they're kind of, you know, yeah. are, already, yeah, they're already treading water. So I, I'm picking Tennessee, you know, to win this one too, go, go and th- go three and oh. So what about you? Man, uh, kind of a gut feeling. I know I'm just kind of dogging the Vikings, but I could see them, uh, I could see them winning this one. Okay. I think and Dalvin Cook could have a pretty big game and Kirk Cousins isn't going to be as bad as he was last week. And, think they're just going to kind of realize let's not put Kirk in too many bad situations so that's yeah. when I could actually see them pulling off a win yeah this one I kind of see being a low scoring game too I just don't you know I kind of think both teams are going to come out trying to establish establish the run game you know that's kind of always Tennessee's much they've been throwing it more this year than, than people were expecting but I don't think they're going to really need to in this game Minnesota's secondary is weak so Whatever they really have to do, I don't, I don't think they're going to have much trouble, but I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of running in this one. I, you know, we got to talk about A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's out. What that does for, for Corey Davis and Johnny Smith and Adam Humphreys and, and the passing off or options in Tennessee. I think, you know, that makes Johnny kind of even more so a, a must start for me if you, were, if you were debating him at all. You know, he's coming off two solid weeks. He scored three touchdowns on the season. I talked about Johnny you know, all the time on here, but it really makes you kind of have some reasoning for yourself if you're teetering on him and another tight end being, you know, their number one receivers out. They don't have a ton more passing options aside from, you know, Davis and Humphreys who aren't, you know, huge target hogs in that offense. So I think that gives you the nod to start, Johnny. I think that Corey Davis is kind of a sneakier flex play potentially. He scored, you know, again last week and, and Derek Henry's a, a start and, Tan, Ryan Tannehill, is, I actually think would be a solid start too. Yeah, if you had to. Tannehill's, he's becoming like an every week starter since last year. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And it's just, I just kind of have that image of him on the Dolphins still in my head, but he's, he's looking like a really good quarterback in the league. Yeah, he's legit for sure. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of my, my take on that side. It's pretty much, I mean, you're pretty much starting all the Tennessee guys in, from yeah. my perspective, if, if you have to. And if, I, even, you know, in deeper leagues, maybe Adam Humphreys, if you're in a PPR league, he's actually had double-digit points in PPR the past two weeks. So that's a guy nobody ever ever cares about. Nobody <laughs> right. ever cares about Adam Humphreys. He seems to he seems to do like just fine all the time and exactly. like be productive. So he he might be an interesting play this week if you're you know really in need of somebody. But Corey Davis, John O, Tannehill, Derek Henry should all be all be solid starts in this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we mentioned Corey Davis on that contract year and he's really stepped up and he's looked like a wide receiver one for that offense. But yeah, if there's a receiving threat to own, it's, it's gotta be John who he's, he's looking like an every week starter now at tight end. Yeah. And then moving over to the Viking side, I think, and I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think we're both, you know, sitting Kirk Cousins, like everybody, everybody yeah. probably should based on his recent performances. Dalvin Cook, you're, you're starting, you have to start him. He's your running back one. He's, you know, He's Dalvin Cook. You're yeah, going to be starting. He's still, he's still getting and, heavy one type numbers. So. Yeah, and what about Thielen this week? I mean, he'll probably still get that that high target share just because he's really their their biggest threat. I was expecting more out of Irv Smith coming into this year. He's really been kind of non-existent in their offense. Um, so yeah, I mean, Thielen still looks like the guy guy to start in that that offense with Dalvin. Yeah, I think you and don't ever. Don't overthink it. It's got to you. Got to keep Thielen in there, and as long as long as Thielen's healthy, you know he's he's somebody you have to keep in your lineups. And last week he was really 
you know, hurt by everybody in the offense was, you know, Kirk Cousins had a, had a really yeah, he, he tough, just, tough he game. He fucking so. sucked last week. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think you can put, put Adam Thielen back in and, and not worry about it. He, he should be someone in your lineups. And any of the defenses here, I, I kind of like Tennessee's. If yeah, I, I mean, was looking, you know. <laughs> looking at Cousins last week, he kind of, yeah. Tennessee looking like a good streaming option. Yeah, so I like Tennessee as a streaming option, too. And – we both picked. Oh no, you picked the Vikings. I picked the Titans in this one. And yeah, then, it should just be a big running game again. And I don't know. I just don't really see them going zero and three. All right. <laughs> Not a lot of reasoning behind it, but. Oh God! And mo- moving on to what might have might be one of the more boring games on the slate, at least <laughs> in my mind, is the Washington Football Team at the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, options in this game on the Washington side. Pretty much the same as they always are. You know, you're starting Terry McLaurin everywhere. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin is, you know, coming in potentially. We were talking about it before we started recording. So, I mean, he might be one of the best starts this week based on what is going on in the Browns secondary. They're all banged up. It's looking like Denzel Ward might not play now. So, they already had, you know, injuries in their secondary. I'm going to pick the Browns to win this game still. I – I think that they might have, you know, caught some momentum this last week. I think that, you know, they're going to still be trying to establish the run game. I just I'm, – I'm still not sold on on Dwayne Haskins. I just – I'm not not sold. Like, I'm not – I'm not against him. I guess I, I – I'm kind of out on Haskins. I just, I just don't – I'm not sold on him yet. I, would, I have to see him kind of perform. And this is a matchup where he's going to have every opportunity to. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times against them last week, but he threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. And I would expect, you know, Haskins is going to have to step up in this game. And he's going to have, you know, kind of all the ability to, like I said, Brown secondaries uh, banged up and and McLaurin's out there. I don't know. I I think I'm going to pick the Browns still. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's tough. The Browns have a really great rushing attack, but Washington has one of the top run defenses in the league, so something's got to give, and I'd probably pick the Browns too. I just think Chubb and Hunt are going to they're gonna make plays, and then, yeah, it's going to be a lot of trying to come behind with Haskins, and it's not a good formula for me. I don't think he's a guy who can really come from behind. All right, so we'll start on the Browns side then. So we're both starting Nick Chubb this week. Nick Chubb should be in, in your lineups, and what about Kareem Hunt? This is going to be the, you know, week-to-week story to talk about. Is Kareem Hunt another one? Ooh. Uh, man, this week I'd probably say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Washington, they got a really strong run D, and if he would be involved, it would be more in the passing game, and I just don't really think they're going to need him as much for that this week. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, his usage even last week wasn't great. He just, you know, found the end zone mm-hmm. twice, so – that's awesome when that happens, but, you know, you can't just depend on that all the time. And I still, you know, I still like Hunt going forward, but I, I kind of agree. I mean, he'd be maybe a flex play, but I wouldn't feel great about it. And going to the wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, I don't even, Austin Hooper, I think is, you know, been, been yeah. pretty irrelevant thus far. He's, so he's I, been, been getting dropped in a lot of leagues. And... I mean, there's so many of these tight ends that have been hitting this season. I mean, talking about even one on the other side of Logan Thomas, I, you know, he's been definitely better than Austin Hooper. You have all these other guys you could pick up. I think, you know, let Austin Hooper sit for a little until he proves otherwise. And I, you know, going to the Browns receivers, I think Jarvis Landry is, is, you know, somewhat of an interesting play this week, but I, 
I don't know. I, I don't feel great with him in my lineup either. He's he's still coming back, it seems like, from this hip injury. He's been active, but, you know, every blurb you see about him is like, yeah, I'm almost at 100%, and I'm going to be at 100% soon. And I love yeah. Jarvis Landry, the player, but I don't know that I really, like, you know, trust him. And, and like we're saying, I just don't think the Browns, you know, if they can – if the Browns can control it, they want to be a power running team. Exactly. They want to be a team that's going to just, you know, run it down your throat and kind of – let this game go by as fast as it can and just let that clock keep running. So keep it out of Baker's hands. And, and I don't, you know, Jarvis isn't as big of a big play threat as Odell is. So I'd, I'd say Odell over Jarvis this week. And, and I feel pretty safe saying that actually. And Odell's, you know, Odell's actually done pretty well against Washington in the past, you know, different teams. But um, I, I think Odell over Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, like what you're saying with Jarvis, he seems like he's always close to 100%, but he never misses games. And that's the reason why he never gets to 100%, you know, because he keeps getting banged up again because he's just – he's a fighter. He's a competitive guy. Um, yeah, to me, if I had to pick one of the two, it'd be Odell just because he's got that big play potential. And I think Washington, if there's a weakness on their defense, it is their secondary. So there's definitely going to be some opportunities for him to, to hit on some big plays, especially if – Chubb is doing what Chubb does and just pounds the ball. Mm-hmm. What do you think and about uh, Antonio Gibson? I think Antonio Gibson's a, a pretty fun start this week, actually. I think Antonio Gibson's earning himself at least a flex spot. You know, maybe your second running back. He, you know, we talked about it on the on our recap show week two, and it's, you know, everybody's kind of faded away now in that Washington backfield, and it seems like it's just Gibson and McKissick, and I think that, you know, Peyton Barber had one carry last week, so hopefully that's the end of him and he's phased out. And I think Gibson, you know, is has some inspiring and encouraging upside. And I think in, in this game, you know, we're going to – I think he got 13 carries last week, which is pretty solid, and maybe see some more work in the passing game too. I think that just on a, on a Washington team where they're kind of hungry for any sort of weapons and – you know, whoever is kind of getting all those touches, he's definitely the most dynamic back they have. So, I, I like I like Antonio Gibson this week. I think this mm-hmm. could, this could maybe be the week that kind of solidifies him as a starter. So I'm in on him. I'm in on McLaurin, and you know, I'm, I'm not starting Haskins anywhere. And Logan Thomas, I, I also am not. You know, and, and unless I needed him, I, I don't think I'm starting him in this one either. But yeah, I agree with that. He's an interesting play too. I mean, he's he's starting to kind of climb and climb up to yeah, be he's more, proven, more proven he's actually a, an NFL tight, tight end. Yeah. So it's exactly. pretty cool. Defensively. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like both of these defenses. I think Baker's just, I don't trust Baker. I think he's going to turn it over at least once. And I mean, Chase Young is looking like a freak and their defensive line is just going to get a ton of sacks. Same with the Browns. I mean, Miles Garrett last week was, was a beast again and Washington's O-line isn't great. So I think there's going to be a lot of sacks, maybe some fumbles in there, maybe a couple of pick sixes even. So these could be two uh, pretty good streaming defenses this week. I'm starting Washington's defense in a couple of leagues, actually, uh, mm-hmm. based on kind of the same things that you said. I, you can't, you know, depend on a turnover, but I, I think that, you know, if anybody's prone to doing so, it's Baker. And, you know, if they can get one turnover, and I, I am expecting, you know, good amount of sacks Washington in the backfield that's kind of the reason I'm starting them is almost the thinking about it from the defense is almost like a floor you know they're they're a good pass rush they're going to get some sacks at least you know get on the board that way and 
you're getting in the backfield, you know, sacking the quarterback, a lot of things can come from that. You know, mm-hmm. Baker could fumble, Baker could be under pressure and have to force some passes. And, and we've seen Baker be inaccurate, you know, early this season and, you know, dating back to last season. So we'll see if, you know, Washington can be opportunistic and, and take advantage. I'm starting them in a couple of leagues and we'll, we'll speed this up a little bit. We're, we were trying to go, you know, <laughs> shorter on a couple of these games, and you can't tell Austin. I just love talking to each other. Exactly. So, <laughs> I was gonna say, just it always goes fun. a little bit longer, but we'll we'll try and speed this up real quick. So, which is tough because this, this next game <laughs> is one of the best games of the week with the Rams at Buffalo. Rams at Buffalo, two and zero, two and zero. Yeah, it's gonna be an awesome game. I'm really, really, really excited for this one. Uh, Josh Allen's looked like an MVP type caliber player this year. And uh, I don't, I don't quite think he's going to keep up that level. He's been at the past two weeks versus the Rams. I I'm kind of buying into what the Rams are doing with Jalen Ramsey and Donald as their centerpieces on defense. Um, I don't know. I think Rams are going to pull this one off. What do you okay. think? Okay. Okay. I went, you know, I, I bet against Jared Goff last week, traveling from the West, West coast to East coast. And, I thought that would make a difference, especially golf, you know, hasn't played as great on the road in the past. He threw three touchdowns against the Eagles last week. Looks like it was another another day at the office for the Rams. Kim Akers is going to be out this week. We'll see if that really, you know, makes an impact on their rushing attack at all. It just, you know, it just makes it a little bit more confusing for us fantasy people. I'm going to pick the – I'm gonna, oh, God, this one's tough. It's a tough game. This one's tough. I'm going to go with the Rams, too. I'm going to go with the Rams, too, because I think the Rams are legit. And I think that we're – I think we're really just seeing something, you know, evolve here where the Rams are just becoming, you know, similar yeah. to, similar to their 20 – I said this on the last podcast – similar to their 2018 Rams without Todd Gurley, you know, so they're still trying to find their identity in the rushing game. But their passing game's, you know, been on fire. It's been efficient. Golf's been looking good. And – I'm going to take the Rams, too. So, I think, you know, talking about fantasy relevance here, I'm not starting Jared this week. Again, I, I don't, you know, I think there's other options. I think there's better options. I'm not starting any of the Rams running backs, although I think you should have them both, you know. Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson should both be 100% rostered at this point just because we're, we're still seeing how that shakes out, you know. Yeah. Daryl Henderson did last week was – was really interesting for like for the competition there. You know, we saw Malcolm Brown week one. Now we saw Daryl Henderson. We still have seen Cam Akers sprinkled in a little bit, and he's mm-hmm. the exciting rookie, but he's kind of the guy who's done the least thus far. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I think that, you know, the, it'll be interesting with the Rams receivers this week. We'll see kind of what yeah, Davis White does. Mm-hmm. We'll see where he travels on the defense. I would imagine with Robert Woods, if either of them, I don't see him, you know, really going into the slot with Cooper Cup. So that's kind of one of the reasons I see the Rams, you know, having an advantage in this one. I think that, you know, I saw it last week when the Rams played the Eagles, you know, Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby are just, you know, in the trenches on those those third downs and on those plays that they need. They always find ways to get those guys in space. So I like, uh, you know, I like Cooper Cup this week. I think, you know, I, I keep Robert Woods revenge game versus the Bills. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I like I'll say it. I like Cooper Cup over Robert Woods this week based on that matchup. What about you? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I mean, if Tredavious White is covering Woods for the majority, it's going to be a really tough game for him. They're going to need to kind of sprinkle him into the rushing game like they've been doing. Yeah, with the running game for the Rams, I think it's kind of like addition by subtraction. After getting rid of Gurley, they can actually focus on this running back by committee 
it seems to be working really well, and I don't think McVay has a problem really switching. It it really sucks for fantasy owners. Oh yeah, it's more more so as fantasy people that are struggling with it. I think yeah. the, the Rams are it's working out just fine. Yeah, you have Malcolm Brown who had a great week one, and then just kind of succeed or let Daryl Henderson get it going, and it's like who well, who's going to be this week? So it's tough to really start either one, not knowing. Uh, for the Bills, too, I mean, Zach Moss is going to be out for this game. You and on Devin Singletary? I'm not starting Devin Singletary. I don't know. I, I would maybe flex him. I'm not, you know, I, I, would, I didn't get much more excited when I saw that Zach Moss was – I mean, I, I have Zach Moss more places than I have Devin Singletary, but just objectively, I didn't, you know, get as excited about, oh, Devin, like, Zach Moss is going to be out. I got to – get Devin mm-hmm. Singletary in or I got to tell people to start Devin Singletary. I still think that's a discussion with, you know, other, other running backs out there. I think that the Rams defense has, has been solid. So, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of how that holds up. I don't think the bills, I don't think the bills rushing attack has been, you know, anything to really write home about this season. And maybe that, you know, maybe, maybe Devin Singletary just needs to like get in a little bit of a rhythm, but I'm, I'm not really too excited about starting him this week. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be an interesting matchup too on the other side. With, it's going to be know, a great Jay, matchup. You got to think Jalen Ramsey because he he loves doing this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's got to shadow be, him, right? He's going to be following like, Stephon Diggs all over the place. Is kind of what I expect, and may, you know maybe the Bills try and do some interesting things with Diggs and bring him into the slot to kind of get him away from from Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey. But I I don't feel great about Stephon Diggs this week. I think that you're you're probably having to start him. You know, depending on on who you have and especially based on kind of what he's been doing, it's, it'd be really tough to take him out of your lineup after his, you know, 150 plus mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But, he seems like a kind of match proof guy, but Jalen yeah. Ramsey is, he's one of the best for a reason. And I, uh, it'll be a tough matchup for sure. I think you got to keep him in like, you know, based on what he's done, but I think it's going to be a tough matchup for him. And, and yeah, Devin Ziggler, I'm not too, too excited about again. Josh Allen kind of falls into the same category, whereas you're not going to take him out of your lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to have, you know, another huge week. I think Josh Allen's an interesting one to look at where he, and I, you know, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, so don't take this the wrong way at all. But I mean, they played the Jets and they played, uh, who the was Dolphins. it? They played Miami and then they played the Jets last week. I think they played Miami week two and then they played, hold up one sec. Yeah, they played the Jets in Miami. So yeah, so they, played the, the worst they played the Jets in Miami, which, you know, we've seen over these past two weeks. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think that, you know, the, the Josh Allen thing is great, and I hope it continues. We have to take it with a grain of salt play in those two big games. So this, this one might, you know, lower expectations a little bit, but, you know, you're still starting Josh Allen everywhere. And then any of the defenses in this one, I'm going to say uh, no. I love the Rams defense. I just think Aaron Donald is clearly <laughs> like the best player on, in the NFL on defense. And he's just, he's impossible to stop and he's just going to cause problems. And when you get that, that kind of interior pass rush, good things happen for your defense. And especially a guy like Josh Allen, who's prone to fumbling and not making the best throws. I think the Rams could take advantage of, All right. of some of that. Cool. And going to this next one here, we got Chicago. Another one that you know, just a, <laughs> interesting to see. Yeah, you know, the Bears, Bears two and zero at the zero and two Falcons. Wouldn't think I'd be seeing that. Yeah, and this one, this one's interesting too. An interesting one to monitor. I, 
I'm gonna pick the Falcons here. I think the Falcons are gonna gonna bounce back. I don't I don't think they're gonna go in three. So I, I I'm gonna pick the Falcons. <laughs> even even without Julio Jones potentially, I think that I think the Falcons are gonna find a way to to put it together this week. That last week was just absolutely heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. you know, if they're if the Falcons offense is able to kind of even with or without Julio kind of work the way that it has been and put up points in the fashion that it's been able to. I don't think the Bears are going to be able to keep up. You talk about exactly. the Cowboys, Cowboys Falcons, you know, was something people were expecting to be a shootout. It was who Falcons, uh, Seahawks week one, another tough team with a solid offense and offense that we're seeing has a lot more firepower than it has in the past. So the Falcons had, you know, some tough matchups and I don't know. I think that they're going to kind of outdo the Bears here offensively, and the Bears are just going to kind of fall by the wayside. If you had to ask me, and going on the starters here, I think you're starting Matt Ryan. I think. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're starting Calvin Ridley. If Julio, if Julio Jones is out, I think you should be starting Russell Gage. I think he's maybe even a flex play with Julio in after what we've seen. But especially if Julio gets ruled out, I think you should slot Russell Gage in. And then what about Tom Gurley? Is it, is it time to maybe consider somebody else? Uh, I wouldn't quite yet. I just think he's still in a, a good spot to score some touchdowns. And he's, he's locked into that, that role with the team. And I think it's a little bit too early to, to start benching him. If he doesn't really perform that well this week, yeah, for sure. Look cool. for other options. Um, I mean, with this Bears-Falcons game, it's – it's hard for me to picture the Bears going 3-0 with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback, but we've seen the Falcons. I mean, they're kind of notorious for blowing games, and Trubisky had a pretty sweet comeback week one versus the Lions. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm picking, I'm going with the Falcons in this one. Just, I don't really buy into uh, the Bears. I think Allen Robinson could definitely be one of the starts of the week. The Falcons' secondary is pretty banged up, and obviously they have been getting torched through the air. Uh, the past two games, so could be a really nice game for Robinson. But I do think the Falcons—they're uh, just—they're a, a better offense and better team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it goes. I mean, on on both sides of this one, I I, I kind of think that it's. I think Trubisky's—you know—gonna there's gonna be some positives for him, like you said, AJ Terrell just tested positive for for COVID. He's gonna be out. The Falcons secondary is gonna be banged up. I think that it is gonna you know, somewhat turn into the Bears chasing some points a little bit, or maybe, maybe the Falcons to start, but I think the Falcons are just, you know, they, they seem to always put it together on offense at some point, you know, whether they start slow or, you know, whether they you know, get, start fast and then kind of stall out, they have like these stretches where they, where they get things going. And I don't know if the Bears are going to be able to keep up with them. I do think Trubisky is, is a, another sneaky start. I'm starting him for, I believe my, <laughs> third week in a row in my in a super flex league which I didn't think I would imagine I mean he's he's my second quarterback in that one but you know I'm starting him I'm starting him over uh, Drew Brees this week so yeah I never never thought I'd say that but he's a great athlete and he he can definitely make some moves yeah just hard to believe (laughs) sneaky start I think that I'm in on Montgomery I'm starting David Montgomery this week I'm starting Allen Robinson. I agree. I think Allen Robinson could have a monster game this week. I think this could be kind of his breakout where he gets, mm-hmm. you know, 12 plus targets and just a couple scores. Yeah. Rakes in all the catches. I think, I think I'm bold prediction here. Allen Robinson has 10 plus catches this week and just kind of breaks out. So 
I, I think he's in. Anthony Miller, you know, we can wait on a little bit. I don't think he's a guy that you have to start. And the tight ends in this game, you know, the Bears tight ends, I'm out. And Hayden yeah. Hurst, I'm still kind of waiting on too. I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm starting Hayden Hurst over some of the yeah, other tight ends. I, I would. Uh, I would put Hayden Hurst into my lineup this week with Julio still. Even if he gets in the game, I still think Hurst is going to be involved pretty heavily in the passing game. So. I mean, we saw Austin Hooper was a superstar last year for the Falcons, and Hurst had that game last week where it's kind of looking like uh, might be a similar result for him this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Maybe it was just a slow week one for him. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, you make a good point. If Julio's out, then, you know, maybe take another look at Hayden Hurst because they'll, they'll need another receiving option there, and we've seen what Russell Gage has kind of done as the, as the third option in that offense. So if, if Hayden Hurst, you know, kind of, Addition by subtraction. If, it, if mm-hmm. you know Julio Jones is out, maybe take another look at that. But that will definitely be something to monitor. And then moving on to the Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Chargers. The 0-2 Panthers coming into play. The Chargers, who it seems like are 0-2 to me, but they're 1-1. Mm-hmm. They came out of that. <laughs> they pulled off that that one against the Bengals week one. Yeah, so, they almost beat the Chiefs last week, which was probably one of the most surprising things of all week two, they in my did. opinion. They did, and this one's got a lot of fantasy relevance in it. I think that there's – I mean, the Panthers are going to be like that, I think, all year where they're similar to the Jaguars where, you know, they're not a great team, but they're they're going to have some – They have options. Rele- yeah, they're going to have fantasy relevant pieces all offseason, and they're you know, probably going to be coming from behind with the, the sus mm-hmm. defense there. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, no, McCaffrey is going to be huge. Are you into any of the running backs taking a spot? Mike Davis? I'm. I don't know. Unless you, we kind of talked about it on the week two one two. Unless you have to start Mike Davis this week, like if you have McCaffrey and you have no other options, then then yeah. But I don't feel good about him at all. You know, it's not a situation where like, you know, he's one of these valuable handcuffs where the second pair with the running. Like if Dalvin Cook went down, I would feel, you know, and I'm not one of those guys that thinks Alexander Madison is is close to you know the talent that Dalvin is, but he's you know. He's good. He's better, yeah. yeah. He's better than like a Mike Davis is, and we, we haven't really seen him. And I think we've seen Mike Davis, and so I'm not really thrilled to start him, but if I had to, I guess. And the Chargers defense, you know, I, I think is strong. Yeah. I think that's – They've been one of the best defenses this season. Yeah, we they saw kind of They've really limited the Chiefs, which is huge. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is someone I'm not starting this week. I'm – not, like I said, not thrilled about Mike Davis, but if you have to, you have to. And, you know, it pains me to, to say it, but with Robbie Anderson too, you know, after his two big weeks, I'm not super sold on starting him against the Chargers secondary. DJ Moore, you know, he, it's DJ like a Moore, really tough matchup for him. Though. He's going to be in your lineups probably, but it's a, unless you're stacked at receiver, but it's going to be a tough matchup for him too. So we'll see. Yeah, he's another guy that I'll be interested to see kind of how they move him around. To, to kind of avoid Casey Hayward or Chris Harris as much as they can. I don't know. It's, it's hard to get away from those guys. So I'm it's not. It's a weird game. I don't know. I feel like uh, this is like a trap game for the Chargers. They played so well versus the Chiefs. It's always a trap and... game for the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's always a trap game. And we got Justin Herbert starting again. Mm-hmm. Who so... looked great. But, I mean, now there's some film out on him. Uh, I don't know. I got a like, weird feeling the Panthers might win this game. Yeah, so you want to do that? You'll pick pick the Panthers yeah, I'll here. I'll pick the Panthers in this one. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Chargers, and I think that 
I think that Justin Herbert's legit, and I think that, you know, we'll see kind of – we'll see this week kind of how his confidence was affected by the, I guess – Yeah, the un- – the, the comments by, yeah, yeah. by Anthony Lynn, if, you know, that was, if that's something that fired him up, that's like, you know, I want to show that, that I should be out here. Maybe he crumbles under that. Luckily, he's playing against Carolina's defense, which is just – been bad and bad yeah yeah and I think that you know he's getting a matchup where he might be able to take advantage of it and I don't know I'm I'm rooting for him I think the Chargers are going to win this game and when you look at their their situation here I think they're pretty much all starts I think you know aside from Herbert where I just like you said I mean they probably you know studied some tape on him saw some things this last week I don't know that I would start Justin Herbert in fantasy as much as I'm kind of excited for him in general and I would start kind of all the other pieces around him, though. I'm starting Keenan Allen. I think that, you know, he came off a good week with, with Herbert, with Herbert's first start last week. Mm-hmm. Looks like they have a good connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of, like we said, he's the straw that stirs the drink for the Chargers. I think that, that Keenan's going to, you know, not have much trouble in this game, and they're going to use him a lot. More interesting situation for me is the running backs. I mean, you're starting Austin Eckler, but are you starting Josh Kelly? Who, you know, a lot of people, I've seen people say he's like one of their most, you know, confident starts this week. People are really, really fired up about him. He got 23 carries last week. He's been really involved in the offense. Carolina's run defense has been been weak. Yeah. No, Josh Kelly's been one of the biggest sleepers coming out of this rookie class. He he has the look of a legit starting running back. And like we were kind of alluding to last week, I I think Eckler's going to just kind of fall back into more of that receiving utility weapon role and Josh Kelly's going to take over that role that Melvin Gordon has had the past few years and kind of be a workhorse running back. And I think he's got a great matchup versus the Panthers. Yeah, really all the Chargers could be Goza. I mean, I obviously just picked the Panthers to win, which no, not a lot of reasoning behind it, just kind of a feeling. <laughs> so but Yeah, I'm, I'm in for Kelly. So the general consensus right now is Kelly is the number 27 running back this week. A couple guys they have him around is – you know, Mark Ingram, Antonio Gibson, Devin Singletary. Let's talk about those four of them. So Josh Kelly, Mark Ingram, Antonio Gibson, Devin Singletary. Confidence confidence meter on those four of these this week. Josh Kelly, Mark Ingram, Gibson, I'd go, Singletary. I'd go Kelly first, just based off the matchup. I mean, Ingram's playing against the Chiefs. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be a rookie show-off, or like showdown between a – Clyde and, and Dobbins. I don't know, just got that feeling for some reason. And uh, I don't know, Gibson, it's going to be another kind of tough matchup. So I don't know. I'm buying Kelly. I think he could be a top 20 play this week. I like Kelly over all those guys too. So I, I think that Kelly, you know, is a better start over Singletary. He's better over Mark Ingram. And the only one I would debate, you know, is the, the Gibson Kelly one. But I, I think that I'm going to say Kelly there too. I, I think Kelly's looked really good also. And this, if he can get the red zone work in a game where I, I don't think they're going to have much trouble running the ball, mm-hmm. I like I like Kelly there. I have I have one team where I have I, I have to I am sitting him. I have Clyde, uh, James Connor, James Robinson, and and Josh Kelly. And I already started Robinson. Nice. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm starting Clyde and Connor and, and sitting Kelly, but it's been tough. So if that kind of gives you a, an area there, I'm debating Josh Kelly over, I mean, Thanks Clyde God. based yeah, on the Clyde, matchup. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clyde's got, you know, not a great matchup. I'm keeping him in, but it, it was, it's kind of a tough decision. So starting any of the defenses. 
you started the Chargers defense. Absolutely not the Panthers. I mean, Chargers defense, we were just talking, they're one of the best defenses in the league. I'm starting them this week. If I yeah, there's, there's no McCaffrey. Got great secondary, and that's like the, the best uh, group on the Panthers is their wide receiver group. So that's going to be a fun matchup. And, yeah, Chargers defense could be a really great start this week. All right, cool. So we're both in on the Chargers defense. Moving on to the 0-2 Jets playing against the 1-1 one one Indianapolis Colts. This one, you know, doesn't. Yeah, this game kind of sucks. There's not much fantasy relevance <laughs> in this one. Do you want to even just say we're not? I'm not starting any of the Jets. You're not starting any of the Jets. Let's just. Yeah, we can. All right, moving on. on. Jonathan and, Taylor is going to be a great start, though, this week, yeah, in my opinion. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor could be a good one. I mean, the, the one thing that was a little interesting about this is, you know, that, that is the Jets' strong point, stopping mm-hmm. the run. Do you think that, you know, we might see a little bit more involvement from. Naeem Hines than we did in past weeks, or you think they're just going to have no problem with it? No, just because the Jets' offense is so bad, I think the Colts are going to have a pretty comfortable lead early on, and we saw last week when that happens, Jonathan Taylor's just the guy. I agree. I think Naeem Hines is going to get more involved later in the season, but I don't think it's going to be this week. I think Jonathan Taylor is, you know, someone that you feel comfortable with. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. he's going to get all the touches he can handle, so... I don't think there's really anybody else in this matchup that I would start, so I'm not starting anybody else on the Colts um, aside from Taylor. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been a little upset with T.Y. Hilton. I kind of expected him to kind of bounce back a little with Phillip Rivers. Um, Paris Campbell's out, so maybe this is Michael Pittman's breakout game. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I, I wouldn't start him this week, but and you know I'm a, I'm a Pittman guy. Mm-hmm. This could be the week. This could be the week where we see him really break out. I I wait to see it. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw him into my lineup yet. But coming off of six targets, Paris Campbell getting injured, Ty, you know, kind of not looking the same. All these things are adding up. And you know, Ty dropped a big touchdown this last week, so that one didn't show up on the stat sheet. But he he had like a, a wide wide touchdown that he dropped. So that's that's a shame for for anybody that had yeah. Ty or maybe that was maybe the last week they they would have started him. But yeah, I'm not really interested in anybody in, in this game. So <laughs> pretty much Jonathan Taylor is, yeah. is the option in this one in terms of fantasy. And um, would you start, you know, the Colts defense? Uh, I would. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Jets, they just really have nothing. And I not would. a bad play. If I had the Colts defense, I would. I just think the Jets, yeah. I, uh, I just think the Jets are going to be kind yeah, of Sometimes solid, we solid just, we don't have to overthink it. Jets yeah. are just a really bad team. and to a more exciting one got the Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks it seems like the Seahawks were in like a fun game every week you know they played played the Falcons they played the Patriots now they played the Cowboys and they're looking to go 3-0 I think they are I think the Seahawks are going to win this one Mm -hmm. I just yeah the Seahawks are one of the best I'm picking up what the Seahawks are putting down I think they're legit and I think in the fantasy side of things this one will be pretty quick too I think you're you know, pretty much starting everybody. You start everyone in these games, really. You're starting Dak, you're starting Russ, you're starting Chris Carson, you're starting Ezekiel Elliott, starting Metcalf, starting Tyler Lockett. And then I think with the Cowboys receivers, the way I would rank them at this point, be Amari, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, I think. Mm -hmm. And that can totally change, which is, you know, the tough part with these Cowboys receivers. I think one of them could have a big week any week. But – that's kind of how I'm ranking them. So if you, I don't, you probably don't have, you know, Tyler or CD Lamb and Michael Gallup on a team. You might, and if you did, I, I kind of like CD Lamb a little bit more. Yeah, me but too. I think, I think going kind of down the board there, those guys are all starts. And then 
I'm personally not starting either of the tight ends. We talked about uh, his name, Dalton Schultz, Schultz on, the, on the week two recap. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not starting him out. It's a, more of a wait and see for me. And, and Greg Olson, I'm also yeah. So, good there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a really fun game. I, I'm just really excited to see Jamal Adams play. He's just quickly become one of my favorite players play, the Seahawks. Play against the team that's had, like, the wet dream of signing. Yeah, past, like, four years. exactly. It's like, see what you guys missed out on. But this is going to be another high-scoring game. If you're betting, slam the over again. Just be like, Seahawks are firing. They're, <laughs> they look like one of the teams to beat. And Chris Carson, again, he's been really good in the passing game. Um, I'm expecting him to get it going on the ground a little bit more in this game. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, this is just going to be a fun fantasy game for everyone involved. Yeah, so all starts there except for the tight ends, and we will move on to Tampa Bay Bucks 1-1 one one at the 0-2 Broncos. So Yeah, it's tough for the Broncos. I mean, they got they had a pretty tough week last week losing their starting quarterback and receiver, Cortland Sutton. Uh, this is a game I expect the Buccaneers to kind of control early and just get a pretty, I don't want to say easy win, but yeah, I'll say it, easy win. Yeah, just going down the Buck side for me, Brady's a start. I think, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't, mm-hmm. been, he hasn't been super exciting thus far, but you know, he's getting back Chris Godwin this week. The offense is getting healthy. I think Leonard Fournette adds a whole other element. I think he's going to be involved a little bit more early on this week. So I'm doing start Brady. You know, you're starting Mike Evans. You're starting Chris Godwin. I would say sit both of the, the Tampa Bay tight ends yeah. until we see anything more. You know, Gronk said you – Gronk just had a quote, you know, yesterday or the day before saying, like, he expect he was expecting to come in here and be a blocker. And that's, mm-hmm. like, what he's being used as. So as long as that's the case, I think we can just avoid both those tight ends. In terms of the running backs, I think Leonard Fournette's worth a flex this week. I, yeah. think, I think he's definitely worth it if, if you're – you know, a little thinner on running backs, or if you, you know, bought Fortnite prior to prior to him getting traded, and you have the, you know, kind of have the, the flexibility where, not even flexibility, where you, you might need to put him in. I, I would flex Leonard Fournette this week. That's kind of, so, that's kind of my thought on the Tampa Bay side. Pretty much all starts except the tight ends. Yeah, if you're starting a Tampa Bay tight end, you're just kind of delusional. I mean, their coach even said, like, we don't throw to the tight end. You saw that last year with the O.J. Howard hype all season, and he didn't do shit. And you're kind of seeing the same thing again. So be kind of a, a logical move to start a tight end on the Buccaneers going forward. Uh, with the Broncos, I mean, we, we touched on Cortland Sutton going down. I was really high on K.J. Hamler during the whole draft process. And with Sutton going down, it's going to be a lot of Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler going forward. And I think he could be a really high PPR guy for the rest of the year, talking about K.J. Hamler. Yeah. What do you think about those guys? Yeah, I like K.J. Hamler. Just just in speaking on this week, I, you know, I'm not, I'm Jeff Driscoll's quarterback in the, the Broncos mm. this week. You know, he's a sit for sure for me. Unless <laughs> you're in yeah. like the, the deepest of deep leagues. And Jerry Judy and Hamler, I'm also, I'm also sitting this week, kind of waiting to see, how, how that trickles down and kind of what happens if Tim Patrick's involved, you know, however, however they involve, like, you know, these, these Denver Broncos receivers, they're going to have to really, really adapt on the fly with what's happened to them. And yeah, we got Noah Fant too in this game. He's no, been one of the, the best tight ends. in the league. Yeah. So but. that's kind of the one that I would, that I would, you know, be a little bit more optimistic about now with, with Cortland Sutton out, I think Noah Fant's kind of the one that's going to, 
take the roll over a little bit. Yeah, you know, he's going to... Oh, God, I'm totally blanking out. But, yeah, Noah Fan's kind of going to be the biggest beneficiary here with, with Cortland Sutton out in this offense. I think, you know, anybody that's kind of sleeping on Noah Fant, you know, you just got to kind of look at this offense and think, you know, how are they going to move the ball? And I think Noah Fant is kind of the, the best option. And he, he's been kind of somebody both these weeks where we've seen him used a ton and then they kind mm-hmm. of have gone away from it later in the game. And we kind of saw it, you know, in the inverse in the, in the last week. So, Hopefully you can keep him, you know, involved through all four quarters. He's he's the biggest playmaker on this team right now, and it's kind of the, the, the best target right now too. So yeah, yeah. Jerry I mean, Judy's been you know questionable also, so Jerry Judy's not somebody mm-hmm. coming in 100% healthy. Yeah, it is. It is a tough matchup though for fans. I mean, the Buccaneers have Devin White and uh, Levante David. So that leads me to the next point. I have Melvin Gordon sitting this week again yeah, where I just really don't tough I, matchup. I said it last week and he you know, salvaged his day on a, a receiving touchdown he didn't do great you know in, in the rushing game and I think this is another tough matchup where mm-hmm. I, yeah I don't know if you have better options I'd, I'd probably sit Melvin Gordon in this one yeah tough what about Broncos fan right now and the defenses I'm I'm starting Tampa Bay yeah. on a, in a couple places actually I think you know whenever you get these sort of situations with this depleted offense like this you know you got to try and exploit it with, with the defenses. And I think that Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is a good team. I think that their yeah. defense is good. Their offense is good. We haven't seen them. You know, we, we saw Chris Godwin missing last week. The week one was against the Saints, which was, you know, a tough, tough matchup for kind of a, a new offense and a new quarterback against the Saints who have been together for, for years and years. So I don't know that we saw, you know, the full extent of what the Bucks could be week one. And now I think we're kind of seeing them come into their own. So. That's my thought process. I would start the Bucks defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Bucks defense. It was one of the best ones last year, and they really only got better this year. So their yeah. defense you can pretty much set, set and forget, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to this next matchup, got the 0-2 Lions at the 2-0 and Cardinals. I'll let you start this one off. I, go ahead. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Lions, I think. Um, their secondary is still pretty banged up. They're really not going to get a ton of pressure on, on Kyler. Kyler's – he's my QB start of the week. I mean, last, last week I picked Dak, and he was the number one guy, and I'm feeling Kyler's going to have huge game rushing the ball. Could have 120 rushing yards. The Lions just don't have the, the speed to really keep up with him. Um, Hopkins, he's going to feast again. We've got Jeff Okuda coming in. He's had some – Really tough matchups going up against Devontae and then DeAndre Hopkins in his first two starts. So it's going to be a, a long day for the Lions on offense. I mean, if I'm if I'm predicting the Cardinals to win, we've been we've been kind of touching on Swift the past few weeks and how he's been involved in the passing game pretty frequently. So I, I kind of I'm expecting a kind of a coming out game for DeAndre Swift. I think he could get a receiving touchdown this week and. It'll be cool to see Kenny Galladay coming back. How do you think he's going to do? I, I'm starting Kenny Galladay if he if he's ready to go. I think I saw you know Stefan Bell said this on ESPN. I thought it was a good comparison too, where you know Galladay was borderline going to play last week and they rested him, mm-hmm. and now you know having that that extra week to get ready. I think he he said yesterday he's not a hundred percent. He said he wouldn't put a percentage on it, but he he wouldn't say a hundred. And, you know, that's not a, exactly the same as the Miles Sanders situation where, you know, with the 
that's just the players speaking. But Sanders was similar week one where he was pretty much gearing up to play and then was ruled out kind of last minute to, you know, be precautionary about mm-hmm. the situation. I mean, we're talking about two yeah, guys that so are like – early in the year. Yeah. yeah, and these are two guys that are like focal points of their offenses. But I thought that was a good comparison because, you know, if Galladay is back and he got that extra week for something like this, you know, you can't guarantee he's going to be fine, but you feel a little bit better about it than him being rushed in. So I, I like Galladay this week. I think that it's going to be a big boost for the whole Lions offense. I was telling you that before, you know, we were recording as well. I think that, you know, Stafford's a good start this week. He's had, I believe, 16 points both week one and week two. And that's without his, his number one receiver, mm-hmm. without Kenny Galladay. And we saw some other guys, you know, kind of step up in that time. I think TJ Hawkinson has stepped up to be, you know, at least more consistent than we saw in the past. And he's involved in the passing game, DeAndre Swift. I believe led the Lions in receiving last week and he had five receptions and you know they still have Marvin Jones and we might get to see this you know the full offense here and mm-hmm. I, I agree with you I think you know Kenny Galladay being back out there might we might see a little bit more you know of a breakout from DeAndre Swift now that there's some other things going on in this offense and you know the defense is going to have to be focused on a, on a couple other things and so I, I think Stafford's actually a good start this week I like him I think that DeAndre Swift is a, is a decent start this week in PPR leagues. I think he's somebody that, you know, can be flexed and you can at least rely on the passing down work. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat of a safe floor to fall back on. Kenny Galladay is a start for me. And I think yeah. that does lower Marvin Jones a little bit. If, if Galladay's out there, I don't think I'm, I'm starting Marvin Jones. I, don't, I never really felt super safe about that. And Jordan Marvin Jones just doesn't make me feel like comfortable. And now with, you know, Kenny Galladay back, I, I, I don't know. It goes a little bit of both. Ways. It's I mean, tough when you pick a guy like Galladay so early, usually in like round three. You're gonna to want to start him if he's playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this tough. You got Patrick Peterson probably gonna cover him a lot, but I mean, he's he's a huge part of the Lions' offense. And, and I feel like the second I him. count out Marvin Jones, he's gonna have one of those like <laughs> the, three, one of the, three touchdown <laughs> games where like it seems to get all the touches. But and then T.J. Hawkinson this week, I you know Arizona was historically really bad against tight ends, you know, last year. And that's kind of the narrative everybody, everybody's always talking about. But I – let me see. Who, who did Arizona play these first two weeks? They played the Niners and – who was it last week? Washington. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Niners, week one, what, you know, didn't really tear them up with the tight end as much. Uh, week two, you know, Logan Thomas did all right. We'll see kind of if Hawkinson's able to – to get that trend going again. This is who Hawkinson had a big week one against mm-hmm. last year. So we'll, we'll see if he's able to do that. I, I think Hawkinson's a borderline start. I think there are some better options than him out there. And then on the Cardinals side, you know, I agree with you. I think Kyler's in, in for a big game. I think DeAndre Hawkins is in for a big game. He's a start. Christian Kirk got ruled out yesterday. So probably even, yeah. you know, some Larry more, Fizz, some more targets. Flex guy. Yeah, some more targets going to be opened up there and maybe makes Larry Fitzgerald relevant. Kenyon Drake should be a starter at this point. I think you just kind of have to have him in your lineup. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I'm not starting any of the defenses in this one. Yeah, me either. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a fun game for sure. I, I'm just kind of – I hate the Lions. I love them so much, but I hate them. <laughs> it's hard for, me to, hard for me to pick them to win after watching them the past two and, games. And now we're, you know, finishing up with our, next, our last two primetime games here. Two good ones, two, two – Blue Blood teams, we got the 
two and O Packers at the one and one Saints. This is going to be good. I'm going to pick the Packers. I think the Packers are legit. I know that you do too. Yeah, they're they're looking like one of the other teams to beat up there with like the Seahawks in the NFC. It'll be interesting uh, without Devontae Adams. Do you see any of those other two guys stepping up? Talking about Lazard and MVS? Yeah, I mean, well, Devontae hasn't been ruled out yet, but it's going to be tough to tough to figure out considering they're playing on Sunday night. You, know, you either have to have somebody on Sunday or in the Monday night game. So I'm right now having Devontae out of my lineups. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's going to have – I mean, it's tough to say. I, I do think that's going to have an impact on Aaron Rodgers. I, I think that one of these other guys is going to step up there, like you said. I think that we're going to see either a big game out of Lazard or a big game out of MBS, whichever one kind of kind of leans on in this one. I think we're also going to see another big game out of Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to be saw it last year when when Devonte was out last year. Aaron Jones was involved a ton in the past. He's pretty much the wide receiver one. Yeah, that was when he had most of his receiving work. That's when he scored all of his receiving touchdowns last year, and he ended up with you know forty nine catches last year, and a lot came in that span when Devonte was out. So I think Aaron Jones is, you know, if he could. Trend any higher? I think he's he's yeah, trending even higher. This I don't know week. if he even can. He's borderline the number one running back going forward. Yeah, the way I, I Green think, Bay's offense is looking. Yeah, I mean he always has those big games, and now you know with Devontae potentially missing this one, I think we we could see a lot of Aaron Jones usage again. No real relevance in the in the tight ends for uh, for Green Bay and moving over to the Saints side. You know, I think that Alvin Kamara is really the only locked in starter on the Saints side now which is kind of tough to believe I think that you know Alvin Kamara must start huge huge upside could have a huge game in this one too I think you know he's going to get a lot of receiving work too like we saw like we saw last week the other one you know who was a sneaky start last week I guess not so sneaky this time Traquan Smith Mm -hmm. looked legit I mean he actually looked solid so he, he looked like he was doing a little bit more than we've seen in the past from him so so he might be somebody that, you know, this week, put him back in if you, if you need, a, need a wide receiver. With all these injuries around the league, you know, there's a good chance that you might be playing some guys you weren't expecting, and, and Traquan could be a fun one on Sunday night. Yeah, for sure. I've been disappointed with Emmanuel Sanders so far. Traquan, he's looking like their number one guy with Michael Thomas out. And, I mean, you mentioned Kamara. He's, if Aaron Jones isn't number one, it's, it's Alvin Kamara for me, just the way he's used in the passing game. It's it's going to happen again. He'll probably get eight, nine catches this game. And how are you feeling about Drew Brees? I, last week I was not feeling that good, and he he's just kind of been disappointing so far. Yeah, I was feeling good about him last week. This one will be interesting. He's going to be at home. So, you know, last week they were playing, and, and you don't want, I don't want to get too narrative-driven, but they were playing, you know, the first – First game in the new Raiders stadium last week. You know, there was a lot of hype. There were a lot of other yeah, things. Raiders going really on. wanted to win that one. Yeah, and now you're bringing it back home to New Orleans. And I, I don't know. I think you could find better options than Drew Brees at this point. I just don't think that he has the upside that he, he used to or that he does with Michael Thomas out there, especially. I just think that there's almost a limit to what he can do, especially after what I saw last week. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of stand by what I said. I think Calvin Kamara is really the only must-start on the Saints side and yeah. with a sprinkle of Traquan Smith, potentially. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees even said it himself. He's like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to, to put up huge passing numbers anymore. I'm here to pretty much just orchestrate this offense. And it seems like the Saints' defense really is a strong suit, a strong aspect of their team. And 
Drew Brees is just a really good field manager in my eyes yeah. now. Yeah, it could be for sure. I mean, I I'll, I'm gonna have to wait and see see him bounce back. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great great Sunday night game. Yeah, you, you just All love to pops. see it. It's a bummer that Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams aren't out there. They're two of the best receivers. Yeah, that, you're right. That that really sucks. Who who are you picking in this one? On both sides. I'm going to pick the Packers. I'm going to, I think the Packers are going to be 3 0. I think the Packers are going to maybe continue winning. I think they're yeah. a good team. I, I, you know, you know me with the Aaron Rodgers narrative. I, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't want to say I saw this coming, but I just, when everybody counts out Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. he seems to always bounce back. And this was like, you know, I saw him, I saw lists this offseason where Aaron Rodgers was, you know, people were saying he's not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL anymore. Like, I would take, you know, these 10 guys or wherever. And I just thought it was crazy. Like, you know, and he was just in the NFC Championship <laughs> the year before. And they have a good defense. Like, they have good pieces Very on this good defense, defense now. Yeah. So, I think that, you know, everybody kind of gets caught up in these different things. And I think that, you know, we're getting to see – Sierra and Rodgers bounce back, and I think even now, with the kind of team that he has around him and the defense and Aaron Jones, it's not. It doesn't have to be the Aaron Rodgers show. Every exactly. Day. I think the Packers have a legitimate team around him, so I'm going to pick the Packers. Yeah, this is one of the most complete Packer teams I think we've seen. Yeah. In a long time. And if the Saints go one and two, you know they're. I, I feel like you know later in the season they'll go on their run and they'll keep yeah. going. But I, I don't know that it's right now. I think they miss Michael Thomas a lot, so. Sure. Moving on to the you know the the game of this, the week. Yeah, this is game of the week, no potentially, doubt. Potentially, potentially the game of the year. You know, yeah, splitting so. the playoffs. This is literally you know the matchup that everybody everybody dreams of, and there's just it's just oozing with fantasy relevance, dripping dripping with fantasy stats. And <laughs> yep, the two and two and Chiefs going to Baltimore to play the two and Ravens. What do you? Somebody's got to lose, right? Oh man! I mean, after the Chiefs' tough game versus the uh, the Chargers, I feel like they're going to be really hungry to get back after it. But the, meanwhile, the Ravens, I feel like, have just been on cruise control. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think they're they're really hungry to kind of prove that they still are the team to beat, and the Ravens kind of haven't been hit with a tough tough test yet. So I'm going to go the Ravens for pretty much the same reasons on the opposite side, where I think the Ravens are hungry to prove that. You know, they were one of the best teams in football last year, and they're coming back with what I think are improvements to their team, you know, adding, like, some, some key pieces like Dobbins and Calais Campbell and, you know. And Patrick I think, Queen looking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the Ravens are hungry to prove, you know, kind of kind of the same way that you're saying, that they were just, they were just as good last year. I think the Ravens were one of the best teams, and, you know, they, slow, they slowed down a little bit in the playoffs. And – this is a big prove-it game for them, and it's going to be at home. I think that's kind of what's what's teetering me here is they're both, you know, two of the best teams in the league. Baltimore's at home, and I just think I think they have a little bit more to prove. Whereas I think, you know, I, I agree the Saints had a t- or the Chiefs had a tough game last week, and coming off that, you know, trying to bounce back. But I think the Ravens have a lot more to prove in this one, where everybody's kind of already crowned. You know, the Chiefs yeah. people talk about them going back to back. They talk about you know Patrick Mahomes and and all the great things surrounding the Chiefs. But I think the Ravens are better on both sides of the ball. So, I, I, Sorry. The Ravens, I think, are more well-rounded on both sides of the ball. I think the Chiefs might have that mm-hmm. little bit of a better offense, that's but I fair. think the Ravens' defense is stronger. And so I think that's going to be kind of the difference maker here. And, and speaking about fantasy, all the Chiefs guys, you know, are, are going to be in your lineup. I think the 
the one that's having a tough, that's going to have a tough matchup is Clyde edwards Elaire. They're going to have to involve him in the passing game. I don't think he's going to have a huge game on the ground personally, but I think there is a chance that, you know, we, we see him get involved in the passing game and, and stay fantasy relevant through that. I, as much as I think the Baltimore Ravens defense is legit, I do think this is going to turn into, you know, somewhat of a shootout. I High think scoring that, game. Yeah, I, I think agree. that it's, it's going to be a little bit of a back and forth. Everybody's going to be, you know, using all their weapons. And an interesting storyline I actually told you about that I think is, is at least how I'm kind of thinking about this is we're going to see the Ravens be honest for the first time, <laughs> like this season at least, where the Ravens have kind of been able to do whatever they want. We don't really get to see like them with their back against the wall and see them having to do everything. And I think in this one, especially with their backfield, we're going to see how the Ravens actually, you know, how they think internally about their backfield, not how, you know, every week they're kind of, it was, you know, Dobbins and Ingram and Gus Edwards last, last week getting 10 carries, just kind of like wasting out the game. Whereas this week, I think they're going to have to put their best foot forward the whole time. Yeah, we're going to they're going to have to really, play a complete game. Yeah, we're going to see who they favor, actually. And so that's why I, I do think that we could see a little bit more J.K. Dobbins than we have. Uh, early on, because I think he is a whisper. He's, he's the best running back there. Yeah, I think he's going to sell as a running back on that team. I think, I, yeah, so I think that we're going to see him a little bit more involved. I think it's going to be you know, a split, but between him and Ingram, I don't think we'll see as much Gus Edwards. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, Chief, Chief side, full starts, you know, tamper expectations with Clyde, but I think he's still going to be, be startable. And then on the Ravens side, you know, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Hollywood, all be in for big games, and then I think I, I think I would I think I would sit both running backs if I could, just because I think we're going to see a little bit more Dobbins than Ingram. Don't feel great about it, but I I think that I would probably sit them both if I had better options, and maybe even lean Dobbins if I had both. Yeah, with the running backs, I think it's going to be a battle of the rookies. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in our show today. I kind of I just think it. Dobbins is going to have a big game, and I think Clyde's going to have a big game. I could see both of them putting up 100 yards in the touchdown. Honestly, uh, I think it's going to be a running back and tight end show-off. We're showing nice. between two of the best tight ends in the league and two of the best up-and-coming running backs. So I'm really, 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 really excited for this game. Yeah. It's going to be That so would be awesome. That would, that would be the storyline I'd like to see. I'd like to see Dobbins and Clyde just both kind of dueling yeah. back and this forth. This seems and... kind of like a, like a little future – future game like three years down the road these are going to be a couple of the best running backs in the league it is it has a little bit of that you know they're in the same it has a little bit of like you know the old Colts Patriots for Mm -hmm. me you know in in a new age type thing but where you know whenever you would see Peyton and Brady like match up you know it was always this this awesome matchup where it's kind of like we get to see both these teams do like everything they can to beat each other Mm -hmm. and it's just like a map a battle of great minds, great coaching, you know, great quarterbacks. And that's what this new generation is, is it's Lamar and it's Mahomes. And, you know, they're the back-to-back MVPs. They're the two guys, you know, on two of the best teams. They're two of the most exciting guys to watch. They both have all these weapons. Like I I kind of said this last week too. It's like the Ravens are almost like, and I think the Ravens defense a little stronger, but on offense, it's almost like the Ravens are this like, you know, like copy of what the Chiefs are doing almost in like a light, like a Chiefs light in terms of, you know, Hollywood Brown, who's the guy that everyone compares him to, Tyreek Hill. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chiefs number Mark one Andrews. guy. Well, yeah. yeah, Hollywood Brown. Then you have Mark Andrews, who's like Travis Kelsey light. You know, he's the yeah. guy who's like turning into Travis Kelsey and who's, you know, 
almost up there with Travis Kelsey. And then you have Lamar and Mahomes who are, you know, pick, pick your poison. You know, some of us like, you know, some people like Lamar, some people like Mahomes. They both won MVPs. They both have this awesome, <laughs> these awesome resumes as, mm-hmm. as young quarterbacks. And this is just going to be a classic matchup for, for years to come. So this is, this is awesome. Everybody should be, should be tuning into that. If you love football, then you should be watching that game. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, they picked a good one to end on this week. Can't yeah, they, they, they really got the prime times right this oh, week. Oh, for sure. You got, you know, the, excluding the Thursday night game, but, you know, we got Packers saying Yeah, but, I Chiefs. mean, that was, like, the epitome of a Thursday night game. That's true. You know, you had, the, you had the facial hair thing that was the storyline, and that, that – you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't throw shade Thursday's like the, uh, the best of the worst, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But got a good slate of games here. Uh, we're, we're even talking about maybe doing a, a Sunday live show for, for an hour before the games start. So we're thinking, uh, what time, what time are we thinking? Maybe eight, eight on the eight to nine on the West coast and 11 to 12 on the, on the East coast, right before the 10 o'clock. And yeah. Just for all those procrastinators start. out there who didn't really do their, their homework. You could yeah, listen might, to us. And might just do it. Just chat on Twitter, live, come in, comment, ask some questions, do whatever. Uh, yeah, it'll be great. That, that's the plan thus far. So we'll we'll see if we can put that together. But another another good episode here. Another yeah. uh, another week. Yeah, week three is going to be the best week yet, no doubt about it. I think so. With this slate, it looks like it. So, all right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for thanks, listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week.